0: ruin the Disney magic for a second. I'm sorry. Ten toes down, boys. We're in for a good one. Ha <laughs> ha. Well said. Hi, my friends. It's Social Q&A Live. That's an epically hard to pronounce name. It is. And then dive into your questions around dating. much or as fucking good. Social dynamics and relationships. That's like a shot of a dick. Yo, what's good, my friends? It's Adam here. And welcome to the Social Q&A Live audio strip taken right from the youtube live sesh i opened it up to questions on dating relationships social dynamics anything in the world of human interaction so you guys can join those live sessions over on youtube basically every friday at 10 a.m australian central standard time for the time being anyway now if you guys would like to receive a quick sip of social dynamics every friday you can sign up to the free weekly email newsletter the bowl sip Where every week i send out a free article on fridays that's actually taken me quite a bit of time to write nowadays. They used to be pretty quick, but now I go real deep into them. I also use it as a way to update the resources of wisdom, which you guys can find at boldojo.com. So any quotes I found that week, uh, any music, updates to the Panda Emperor Sexy Time playlist, or the Ui-Tang 9000 playlist, you know, all those things, anime, documentaries, movies, anything that's going to the resources of wisdom, you can stay up to date with that through the bowl sip so all you have to do to sign up to it is just head to boldojo.com, slide your email in and then check your inbox for the confirmation email and also for all emails going forward if you don't think you've received it on Friday just check your promotions folder in Gmail or your spam folder in Outlook etc because basically any email that has links in it gets automatically thrown into the uh, promotions thing So if you don't think you got it, just check those folders, okay? Now if you guys are looking to dive into a little bit of deeper educational content, you can head over to bulldozer.com and number one, pick up the brand new guided meditation, Eternal Energy. It's a deep dive into who you are and a guiding hand into evolving beyond. Featuring five tracks. Number one, cultivating your sensed energy. Number two, revealing your darkness. Number three, creating your light. Number four, unlocking your sexual flow. And finally wrapping things up with the fifth track, One Energy returning you back to the hole. It took me a solid two months to produce that bad boy and it's an absolute journey. So if you would like to dive into something a lot deeper, go ahead and pick that up at balldoja.com. Along with that, if you are looking to get your day game sorted, your social dynamics sorted, if you've been walking down the street and you're seeing a beautiful woman, you just don't know what the hell to do with yourself, well, then I've got you covered there as well. Adam's Crash Course Kick-Ass Day Game eBook is also available at balldoja.com. Quick action guide. Most importantly, it is not a sit in your chair at home and read and then go hmm that sounds theoretically reasonable you need to actually get out there and apply that's what it's intended to be used when i created it it was meant to be something you go out with come home with reference with in terms of real world action it just doesn't really make sense until you're actually going out there and meeting people so that's what it's intended for you want to use it as your uh, teacher as your guide as your kind of pseudo adam along your journey. Along with that, I highly recommend pairing up a 30-day challenge with it. Anyone who buys the ebook, you just need to check your emails. Within 24 to 48 hours afterwards, I personally email basically everyone with a little tips for the ebook. And in that email, I recommend you get on a 30-day challenge and pair that with the ebook. It's just, it harkens back to how I got my journey and how I corrected my life at the beginning, corrected my social freedom, freedom of choice in my dating life through the 30-day challenge it's powerful so that's what i highly recommend and if you guys want more uh, information on the 30-day challenge i often drop links in that email as well and then finally for those that are really looking to dive deeper create action plans bust through their limiting beliefs i do offer one-on-one skype coaching the bowl inside is probably the best way to go which is for my deeper level clients who sign up to packages packages are completely customizable to you based on frequency based on volume but basically, what Bowl Inside members get over once-off Skype sessions is number one, priority messaging. They get access to my private WhatsApp number, and within 24 hours, I will respond to them outside of Australian weekends. Based on anything they need feedback on a situation they're dealing with, this girl, this guy, family members, business relationships, etc. Want to check that text conversation? Want to send me that audio? I'm going to be there for them. The second benefit Bowl Insiders get is priority bookings which basically means you get fast tracked. that if you want to get in a session today and maybe someone was 50 50 about it well you get that session you get your session times prioritized above everyone else and especially for my clients uh, around the world with arranging time zones it proves to be quite beneficial so if you are interested in diving into the bowl inside packages then you can just hit me up at bulldozer.com in the product section you find all the links there and actually the links to everything i've just spoken about guided meditation ebook all that bulldozer.com just hit the product section and I'll see you soon. Now, if you guys would like to support this channel directly, you can donate anything that you wish through the PayPal link. You can do this two ways. Number one, on boldojo.com, in the Boldojo podcast section, there's actually a donate straight through the website uh, link right in that section there. So you guys can get that. Or you can also just go straight to PayPal, which is paypal.me forward slash A-D-A-M-O-O-I, Adamui, and you can donate anything that you wish. And I just want to say that whether you donate through the Super Chat on YouTube or you do it directly through the website or PayPal, anything that you donate is so greatly appreciated. It just helps keeping this show going. It lets me know that you guys truly value it. So thank you so much for all that have donated in the past and all that will in the future. And with all that being said, let's finally dive into Social Q&A Live. yosha <laughs> Omoshere. How you respond to having a woman tell you that you weren't enough is everything. It's, it's everything in terms of whether you will ever one day develop a fully crossed bridge and be able to walk that bridge. The boys who stay boys, the boys who look like men, but still always, always will be, always have been, and based on their current mentalities, always will be perpetual boys. I know so many of them. So many of my, my mother's partners I said, how old is my mom? My mom's like mid-50s. Uh, so many of my mom's partners have been boys that look like men. You know, that, that have, they, they aren't, there have only been of the two, of the two men, the two actual men, two actually developed men that my mom's been with while I've been alive, right? They were my father and stepfather. That's an interesting correlation, isn't it? But of all the other partners she's had, they've all been boys that look like men, which is what... And they didn't last. They didn't last. In fact, mum's... Her most recent... uh, She only just recently broke up with someone who she'd been together with years, for for three-something years, just broke up with him recently, and uh, he he was 100% a boy in a man's body. Anyway, so... I just want to point that out, but but, but what happens when the boys get burnt? When the boys get burnt? If the boy stays burnt, he remains a boy. If the boy uses that heat, that inflammation, to develop a sharper blade, sharper blade, sharper tool, acquires sharper materials, starts to provide his mind, his body, with sharper and higher quality produce, He's going to develop a better bridge. He will develop. He will grow. But it's in that mentality. But most boys that end up staying boys, the commonality between all of them is that they hate the pain. They hate the pain. They won't let go. Simultaneously, won't let go. Hate the pain. I used to be like this when I was a boy. You know, it's it's such a hard point for a boy to 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 recognise that I wasn't enough, not in a uh, spiritual sense, not in the inner garden sense, not that he has that awareness yet, but in a tactical social dynamic and temple based light or space of thinking, it's very hard for him to to receive that feedback that that I wasn't enough. It's like, but. I wasn't enough can be taken in two different ways. It's either I wasn't enough, so I will become enough. Or I wasn't enough, so I'll hate on the person that said I wasn't enough. And that really determines whether you become a man or you become a boy. You know, there are many clients that I've had that... Oh, yes! We're going to shout out to Bob, to Spongebob up in... uh, Not Bob? Wait, not Bob? uh, Patrick. Buddy Patrick in uh, Germany. So this is a great time to mention this. So for those of you that watched the How to Set Up a Casual Relationship, How to Bring Up up Casual Relationships podcast, it was about four weeks, three weeks ago? Three weeks ago, I think. And it's a full dive into how to set up open and free casual relationships. There were two reference stories in that at the beginning. There was one client who was fucking up. He was the, having sex on the beach at the truck. He was fucking up on the casual relationship, T's and C's. Still in boyhood development there. But there was one, Patrick in Germany, who was on the cusp, the precipice of having to set up his first ever open and free casual relationship. Now, I need you guys an update on that because he's one of my clients. Since that podcast, he watched that podcast and he's obviously one of my clients so he's had the instruction. He went... And had the open and free cash relationship with a woman in comparison to his development. I don't know too much about her, but I know that she's not a girl. And I can, I'm at least safe on that. And he set up an open and free cash relationship with her. It went down. She was happy with it. Since then, I remember in that story, they had had, had one sexual experience in which that he went down on her this is all through Cold Approach. It was his first ever day two from Cold Approach and his first ever 30-day challenge and uh, first sexual experience from Cold Approach and now first open and free casual relationship ever. Also born from the same experience. It's just incredible. And so they're in the casual relationship now. They've been in the casual relationship for about three weeks since that podcast, basically. And they've had full play, whole way, sexual intimacy twice now. And he said to me just last week, He said to me, Adam, I can say that I truly felt one with her in our full blown sexual connection. I've never felt that before with a woman. And so it was just So he's like literally the epitome of the positive end of this story and this podcast altogether. He's a boy in his development. Absolutely. He's got a lot of work to do. His bridge is not even close to being able to reach the other side of the river there's a lot of holes a lot of missing planks the railing is shaky you know it's like it's like drawstrings strings at this point but he's doing enough to inspire in this developed woman that hey I should give this guy some time I should give this boy some time he's provide. he's satisfying something but I if he didn't already know this and if he didn't already know where this podcast was going he may or may not be listening He's definitely not listening live. He's asleep right now. But but it's going to happen at some point. At some point, as good as this casual relationship, open and free is with this woman, and that she was your first ever sexual experience from cold approach, first ever day two from cold approach, there's there's a lot of seeds there, isn't there? There's a lot of attachments, potential attachments you could have. Hey, Patrick, at some point, the burning will come. At some point, the burning will come. Now, I'm not going to be the one to to put the, the balm on before the burns even applied, though. I want you to enjoy the burn as I had to enjoy the burn. I want you to experience the burn for yourself without now hearing me say, Now, this is exactly what you need to do. Think and say when the woman leaves you. No, I'm not going to do that not gonna do that because that would shortchange your lessons especially for someone that i work with personally i would never do that so it's a different story if it's someone that i don't work with personally and maybe i'm not going to speak to them for six months or whatever i might play a little bit further out but for him all he needs to know is that mentality man mentality is that at some point if you listen to this podcast you realize you're not going to be able to satisfy this woman with what she needs but for now you are providing with a little bit of what she wants and so keep learning keep growing as much as you can when the burning comes, how you respond to the burning is more important than anything else in the world. That will determine whether you stay a boy or you become a man. Same way with the girls. And we're talking about the girls with the falling now. Oh, I know this all too well because I'm, I'm the masculine and I've had, to, I've had to fell a few girls. Had to fell a few girls. That's, it sounds That's the correct English, actually, but it just sounds weird. Had to fall a few girls. You don't fall a tree, you fell a tree. In the same way that the burning comes for the boys, the falling, felling falling, I'm just going to say falling. I know it's not grammatically correct, but it just sounds right. Uh, the falling for the girls comes in the same way that the burning comes with the boys. Uh, at a certain point, a young girl is going to have to realize for herself that she isn't able to satisfy what the man wants, uh, sorry, what the man needs, and that only was giving him what he wants for a short period of time. And whether she becomes a woman or not, same principles. It's it's it's. There was a girl just the other day I was seeing on uh, my other, my private, not private, my personal Instagram account, not Huy Tang one, but Adam K. And there's a lot of girls that I have on there that aren't related to this world you know, girls from different lines of worlds, mainly from photography and videography, models, photographers, creative people, that type of stuff. And I saw one girl make a post that said something like this. It's like a picture of a kitchen. And she was like, just just raving on about how it's her third property. You know, it's her third property with her life partner. And how, no, no, first property with her life partner. She goes, so stoked to have my, uh, We've had three properties individually, as individuals, but now we have our first property together and it's all about how they, they've got this property. It's all about properties, properties. And you can just sense, and I, I, I know a bit about this girl, she determines her self-worth and self-value in life based on what she has. Not who she is or what she can give, but what she has. So how much money she makes what kind of property she owns, etc. And when I read that post, I go, and I hadn't really checked in with her for a long time, for years probably, but I saw this post pop up and I'm like, "Ah, oh, still a girl, still a girl. Even though she's in a woman's body doing woman's things, buying properties and making bank, bro, you know, that type of stuff. But the mentality and the development is still that of a girl. I just that, that story popped up in my mind. We're talking about the falling of girls here. That was... But that, that's why I brought it up. Because it's like... Hang on a second, Adam. Hang on. What leads to a woman... A girl becoming... A, a girl who looks like a woman... But always remained a girl. As I would be very interested to stay to go into her life... And understand what happened there. But in the same way that... The boy stays the boy maybe physically develops into a man, but doesn't in here. Doesn't psychologically. It's uh to me it's actually did she ever receive the guidance of someone who would walk with her and test her? Hey Jay. Not someone who would guide her and tell her how to become a woman, but someone who would test her and challenge her to use her womanness. All right, that's what we mean by guidance. That's a great wrap up that's, That's questions that I would ask, but it's just very interesting. It's very interesting from a masculine point of view of what you need to do to allow or to provide the space in which that girls can become women. This is what we discussed in the sexual abuse podcast last week, which is that the primary role of the masculine being in the face of a woman who's been sexually abused is not to change her, fix her, do anything to her or for her. It's purely just to provide the space in which that she can fix herself. In the same way that the masculine beings, all of you watching, have tremendous responsibility as either boys or men, whatever stage of development you're in. Because boys or men will find themselves with girls. You have a tremendous responsibility to ensure that that girl has the space to walk and the space to develop her mirror. AKA, okay, her full development in life. It's, it's, uh, you, you may think you're, uh, guys, guys, or masculine beings may think that they're not really doing much when they break up with a girl underdeveloped. They don't think that they're doing much and that they don't think that the way that they break up with her or the way that they treat her, treat or break up with her, really has that much influence. Cause it's like, hey, it was only like a two week fling, it was only like a one, two, three month thing. You know, it wasn't that serious. God forbid it was serious, but it wasn't that serious. So, you know, I didn't know. Maybe it was a bit sloppy. Maybe I could have been a little bit more empathetic or uh, honorable about the whole process. You don't realize that there's, there's patterns, conditioning. When we talk about bittered women, embittered women, who are really just embittered girls that look like women, they got there somehow. They got there some way. And a lot of the times, it's because of the feedback I received from masculine beings and so interpreted it in a way in which that I'll pattern out all masculine beings as well. If it's a responsibility, I talk about this before in which that the way that you handle an underdeveloped girl is of utmost importance. It's so key. It's, so, it's just important. It's important that you don't abuse the immaturity of a young girl. And what that speaks to is that you actually have to be more on point when you're with someone who's underdeveloped. You have to be more caring and concerning for that person because the things that you do and say leave a lasting impression. Whereas when you're with someone who's more developed, they've had their impressions, right? And if they are fully developed, they've learned to separate and detach from those impression, uh, impressions. But girls of a uh, younger psychological development, they, the attachment is real. Attachment is real. I'm going to leave that point there move that point down we'll move on from this and so yeah I feel like we're almost towards the end of this topic now so I feel like open Q&A is going to come up we've talked about how to satisfy a girl. what is a girl what is a woman what is a boy what is a man we've talked about how to satisfy both their needs and wants we talked about what happens when they burn when they fall we've talked about what's best for both how to get that best Yeah, that's it. That's a full play. That's a full play. That's a full explanation. So if there's nothing more on this topic, uh, now nah, I'm just going to open up to open Q&A now. So open Q&A means you guys, and I did say at the beginning of this podcast, I'll spend more time on open Q&A. So, oh wait, was there a story that I was missing there? I talked about the charming story. There was, some other, there was another story as well. It might come to me later. Whatever. Anyways, open Q&A, let's do it. So, For those of you that are new to social Q&A live or you don't know what's going on, open Q&A means now, beyond this topic, if you have questions on dating, social dynamics or relationships, anything in the world of human interaction, you can drop that question in the chat box and we'll get it. But Super Chat's come first, so if you'd like to donate to the channel, help support what's going on, you can drop a Super Chat and that will get your question bumped to the top. I'll give more time and energy to it and that's always most appreciated. Just goes to supporting everything that's happening. If you haven't taken the time yet, I would most appreciate it if you could just hit the thumbs up on this video. That uh, just helps out the channel, helps out with everything that's going on. So thank you. And uh, so far, I thank all of you for your engagement in the chat. We're gonna do open Q&A now. So the first super chat was actually from Jay Nu who dropped a pear shucker $2. So if Jay, if you had a follow up, if you had a question, just let me know. If not, also let me know. I'll just keep rolling to the other questions me and then dropped the next super chat of an Australian $1.99. 99. Thank you very much, Tee. Uh, With a vibes, just a vibes question. Saying, great points, super relevant for me. Just smiling so much right now based on my recent experience with the burn. But felt like I responded to it the best I ever have. Yes, <claps> sir. Enough talk. Let's fight. <laughs> Shashabui. <laughs> that is Shashabui time right there. I love that. Just, the, just for that someone could even say that the result of them getting burnt by a woman was the best it could, was the be- and he re- the way he responded to it was the best he ever could. Getting burned is never fun. It's never fun when a woman tells you you're not good enough, right? But it's most necessary. It is most necessary. And the way that you respond is everything. So that's just huge. That is such a buoy time. Such a buoy time. <laughs> yeah that's good so T says he's got a question about one punch man theory let's do it let's do it T drop your question about one punch man theory Uh, Jay technically has the floor for the first question but Jay because he dropped the first super chat but Jay hasn't dropped a question yet so in the meantime T just start writing your question out about one punch man theory and if Jay gets it whenever we get it would you bet you two will be next, okay? That's one essentially what I'm trying to say. Uh, I think there's was there anyone else who would come in before that? Nope. Amar had come in saying, Adam, I'd like to know which video or podcast that talks about the temple in depth. So in the meantime, while we're waiting for the super chats to get in, I'll answer any rapid fire questions. So Amar, the, I talk about the temple in almost every single podcast, to be honest, but in terms of the in depth, you just need to go to my channel and it's the channel trailer. It's a short film I made last year, this time last year, actually. took me three months to make, called What is a Man? And that is The Temple Explained, including The Inner inner Garden as well. That's all you need to do to find that. It's literally the channel trailer, just What is a Man? Okay, there was other questions at the beginning of this. So don't worry, Super Chats, I'm keeping a keen eye, J&T, waiting for your questions to come in. But I'm just going to answer the rapid-fire questions that were dropped at the beginning. So, Light had asked a question saying, how do I make a girl send nudes? And I said that this was an extremely red flag based question, which I can just nail out. So, first off, Light, you don't. You don't make a girl send nudes. Not only do you not, not only can you not do that, should you not, nor desire it. It's like, where's your respect for women? Where's your respect for her having her own autonomy as a human being? as if there was something you could do, an algorithm you could input of ones and zeros that would make a girl send you nudes. It's just a disrespectful mindset. That's why I said extreme red flags. Now, let's just say, uh, let's just, no, I'm not even going to, it's not even worth addressing it. It's just a horrible question. But then Light then goes on to say, do you think phone sex can satisfy them? Uh, Phone sex is Secondary. Second best. If you go back to my podcast on how to do phone sex, got a full podcast on it. The first thing I say in that podcast is this. It's secondary. It's never going to be the primary satisfaction. So moving beyond that, I'll just check to see if any of the super chat questions have come in. Okay, yes we do. So first super chat question from T coming in saying Takumi kun coming in saying, I spent the day at a new girl's house on the weekend. Okay, just the way it's phrased. They're trying to get, I spent the day at a new girl's house on the weekend. We had a nice time cooking and watching a movie. Kissed on the couch and the start of the movie, I think he means at the start of the movie, at the end of the movie went to the bedroom. In the bed, just spooned and breathed for about an hour. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Then ended up making out a bit heavier and taking off each other's shirts and light massage, but sort of duck it. But that's it. Okay, so essentially, what is continues on to say, we stopped there as I had to go, and it just felt natural to leave it at that point. Did I mess up the One Punch Man theory? Like, shouldn't have taken off shirts if I wasn't going all the way. So Tuckumi. Mr. Hachiju Rockabun. If I need some context on this, you say it's a new girl's house. How new? How new? Last week new? Been talking online for a couple months? Is it like previous? Is it like previous girl from previous podcasts? In which that you had like two months of build-up and there was a lot of sexual connection already? Or is this like your very first Time, even exploring verbal, physical, emotional, physical, sexual connection. I need, I need to know how new is she? How new are you to each other in terms of uh, sexual expression? He then comes in saying, We have been Zoom calling for two months. First time meeting in person. Okay. In your Zoom calls for two months, has there been any sexual... He then goes on to say, And yeah, lots of sexual jokes and connection that whole time. Okay. Good. Good context. So, actually very similar to T's previous experience. So, so to his actual question, he's wondering about the One Punch Man theory. Now, for those who don't know, know about One Punch Man theory, original concept by myself, uh, or the ego Adam, as he likes to know himself, but One Punch Man theory, what does this mean? We make the big things small and the small things big. I developed this concept based on one of my favorite animes of all time, known as One Punch Man in which that, that is essentially the concept of the entire show and in which all of the humor is founded upon, in which that the reason why it's such a goddamn funny show is because the big thing's small and the small thing's big. Yet I, when I watched that anime back in, whatever, 2014 or 2016, I think, I, real, I started applying that on dates and realizing that, you no, know, this is the way dates should be, in that we don't make the big moments big. And that's why all the small moments small. We don't, what does that mean? We don't do what's expected. We don't follow the hitch, society-based progression of sexual development. We don't kiss her at the door at the end of the night. We don't take her to a movie and restaurant on first date. We don't do anything she would expect. We don't certainly don't put pressure on pressured moments. If we sense a pressured moment, we take the pressure away. If we sense an unpressured moment, we put the pressure on. That's what One Punch Man Theory is in a nutshell. If you'd like to know more about it, have an entire podcast on it called The Secret to Amazing Dates. That is an advanced podcast though. And so if you're an absolute newbie, do not expect to go into that looking to execute One Punch Man Theory. It is an advanced concept that requires the foundations of sexual development that comes through the full guide to day twos and the full guide to day threes. But once you get your foundations built, the the advance, the, that advanced podcast on the secret to amazing dates. I even put it in the title, advanced content. Uh, you will then be able to use it. So, so T's actual question. Let's just recap it here. Cause I had to explain a few things along the way. Yeah. <laughs> it he says, uh, the actual context spent the day at the actual new girl's house on the weekend, they cooked together, watched a movie, kissed on the couch. First time ever kissing. They had some sexual innuendo over the last two months, talking on the phone, and then the started the movie. So, kissed on the couch at the start of the movie, and then at the end of the movie, they went to the bedroom. Very good. In the bed, just spooned and breathed. Beautiful. For about an hour, though, he says. For about an hour, though, he says. And then ended up making out a bit heavier. And taking off each other's shirts and light massage, But that's it. He says they stopped there as he had to go. But T, why did you have to go? Talk to me. give me a couple of points of context here. What time of the day was this and why did you have to go? Because he says that they ended up making it a bit heavier and taking off each other's shirts and light massage, But he stopped there because it just felt natural at that point. Because he had to go and it just felt natural at that point. I'm all right with it just feeling natural and leaving at that point. That's okay. But the reason why you had to go, I need to know that and I need to know what time of the day it was. But more importantly, why you felt you had to go. Please, please explain that to me. His question was, did he mess up one punch man theory? As in, should he not have taken off the shirts if he wasn't willing to go all the way? So T, in order to progress your, my answer to your question, I need to, know, I need to know why you had to go. Why you had to go. That's really the most important question there. And also, I would like to know what time of the day it was. But why did you have to go? Because there's two potential red flags in your story here. Number one, you guys noticed I looked you in the eye and I gave you a funny face when he said, they went to the bed and just spooned and breathed for about an hour. And some of you who are uninitiated might think, oh, it didn't progress it fast enough. <laughs> no, he progressed too fast. An hour only? That's potential red flag. I'll discuss a little bit further on. But the bigger red flag is why he says he has to go. So he then to me, then comes and saying she had an event with her friends at around 7 p.m. So she drove me home around 5 30. Nap was from 4 to 5.30 or so. Oh, so T's not saying that it was him who had to go. T was saying that it's just he had to go, as in he had to physically leave because she was going to have some event with her friends. Okay. Okay. So, T, just one more question there. When did the date start then? What time did you guys start the day? like twelve o'clock? One o'clock? You went to her place at like twelve or one? He's say he's saying that she drove him around drove him home around five thirty. But the nap was from four to five. So they spent a good here's what I'm trying to piece it together here. Basically from four to five thirty p.m. good hour and a half. And now he says that yes, he went to hers around eleven a.m. actually. So he's been there for pretty much all day. Been there for pretty much all day. So the first red flag. So it wasn't a red. The reason why it was going to be a red flag to was that if you said you had to go, that's a huge red flag because you're severing a very important formative sexual connection. Now, to to ask you a question to help you find the answer for yourself, right here, if you know you're already enlightened to the fact that your girl's got to go, she has got some event at seven p.m., which means she's got to need to wrap things up around five thirty. You got a clear idea. You know, you know that there's a clock on this. There's a finality to which what could be experienced between us must be done within within this experience. If you know this already preemptively, why would you light the flame? Why would you light the flame and stoke the fire? Stoking the fire in that analogy more importantly. Why if you light the flame, but more so to your stoking? Which is when T says that they did an hour of breathing, but then went into much heavier making out. Then they took their shirts off and got into some lie massage. Is the getting into the bed and the making out the breathing spot on, absolutely spot on. It's exactly what I would instruct. That's exactly what I'd recommend: developing the emotional sexual connection first. Tremendous, getting an alignment, doing away of yourself, doing away of herself to come together as one. Amazing. But then, that's a lighting of the fire. But then, Wendy then goes on to, they take off each other's shirts, heavy making out ensues, and light massaging as well. And I'm sure there's going to be some connection groinally and uh, genitally, whether, it, even if pants are still on, they're still rubbing that area and going on, I'm sure, to some degree. So, it's very, getting very physically amorous is what I'm pointing out here. It's stoking. Flame is getting stoked. So, T is actually, it's kind of funny, is that this isn't actually the one-punch man theory. This is a different theory known as, if you're not willing to go the whole nine yards, you don't go at all. As in, we don't overcook it principle. So, even though I did give a full explanation of the one-punch man theory is, it's actually not what's relevant here. T's just got the concepts mixed up. This has actually got nothing to do with one-punch man theory. (laughs) Uh, Because, uh... I mean, there might be elements of one-punch man theory in it, but it's got nothing to do with his question. His question is a question of the whole nine yards concept. And so essentially, if I can just rephrase his question, did you mess up the whole nine yards? Because you stoked the flame, but then you had to cut the flame off. So it's okay to stoke the flame if you're going to allow it to burn out. What does that mean in real world? It's okay to go very physically amorous with a girl if you're going to take her the entire journey. going to go the whole play the whole way, to the next morning to the next night you know whatever time of day that you got together that you're going to see this to a final fruition and a final cementing of your masculine and feminine energy in sexual connection that's totally fine but I would highly recommend not stoking that flame if you are not going to go the entire full way whole play whole nine yards because you're going to overcook that situation now what does overcooking the situation do why would we not want to overcook the situation Mr. T talk what, what might be the issue? What might be a likely outcome of having stoked the flame so intensely yet cut it off and not allowing it to ember it out as a result of its own natural volition? What might be the issue? Good question for you. There's one, there's one contextual difference that kind of sides off from the main principle. The main principle is is that, well, I'll give T a chance to answer that first. But the contextual difference here is that they've had two months of talking on Zoom. That's the one thing i am just got to account for here. That might kind of give us a little bit of a blue moon situation, a little bit of a rare situation. But we will discuss the main principle once T gets the answer. T comes in saying, Ah, yes, I can see what you mean by not stuck in the flame. I think she seemed a little disappointed when we said goodbye. So is that your answer, T? Disappointment? You think disappointment's what happens? It's, it's definitely possible, definitely true, for sure. But it's not it's not the point. It's not. I mean, it can happen. It doesn't always happen. But there is something that almost always happens, eight out of ten times, if you overcook it. If you overcook it, if you stoke that flame way too intensely and then don't allow it to ember it out as a part of its own volition, T then comes and saying, Yeah, that's my best answer. No worries. We'll roll on. So, what happens is regret. What happens is pressure. Regretful pressure. In which that, what happens when she wakes up the next morning and gets that text from you saying, Hey, Yesterday was great, last night was great. You want to get together today? You want to get together tomorrow? Next week? What time this way do you want to get together? And lingering in her mind is this un, over, technically undercooked. You overcooked it based on the progression, but undercooked in terms of your macro connection together. You didn't go the entire way. So in her mind, she goes, what does he expect this time then? Do I have to go the whole way? Do I have to go the whole way this time? Do I have to do at least the absolute minimum that we did last time? Pressure, pressure. Ah, maybe we should never have done it. Maybe I should never even regret, regret. You know, these things are very likely to come up in a girl's mind. So if you uh, attempt to go the whole nine yards yet don't actually go the whole nine yards, aka overcooking it and not allowing it to go the full way, what happens is that you inspire feelings of pressure and regret in the woman, which leads to flaking. She leads to her not wanting to understand the situation. You could have done everything right up until that point. But if you make her feel like there's something expected on the next experience, uh, a girl will peace out very readily from that. She doesn't want that pressure. Now, that's the main principle of not wanting to overcook and go in the whole nine yards. And only go the whole nine yards if you're willing to go the whole nine yards. However, there is a nuance to T situation here, and I love the nuance because it's a real world shit, is that they've had two months of developing together in Zoom calls, sexual innuendo as well. So, with that being said, is has he been given a bit of a get out of jail free card, so to speak? In which that he's made a pretty tr- a tremendous mistake for sure. In any other scenario, this is a tremendous mistake. It still is a mistake, but will the repercussions be as severe of a complete flakage? Maybe not. Maybe not. It would not surprise me if she gives him one for this. Yeah, I give him one. If she gives him one, if she lets this slide, because there's already been some pretty substantial development, pretty super effective, significant development between these two. Maybe as Jay New would say, some comprehensive development between these two. (laughs) Some comprehensive third-party insurance (laughs) development between these two. Yes, that's definitely a possibility. And so what would I recommend, T, that you do? because he has now asked the follow-up question that I was just literally about to organically roll into, which is, T- Mr. Takumi says, hmm, any way to reset and relieve that pressure? Yes, there is. Yes, there is, T. Give me your best guess at how to reset and relieve that pressure. Knowing full well to all of you who are listening in this, on podcast, in post-land, podca- post-podcast land, or if you listen to this in a live session, please know that what we're about to discuss is not going to be a viable option for most of you. From, for any of us, really. this is a very rare situation in which that he's been given uh, a, some 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 leeway because they have already a dis- established connection. So there is a way to reset and relieve that pressure. There isn't though, if you overcook it, it without that established connection, which is what happens most of the time. Most of the time you meet to go out and on the street in the club, in the mall, whatever in the airport. You go out on a day two, day three, get through the first sexual experience. You barely know each other, overcook it, never going to see her again. That's, that's most eight out of 10 times that's what's going to happen. But in T situation, this is not an eight out of 10 situation. So T, what's your best guess at resetting and relieving the pressure knowing that I'm giving you the green light saying that you can, in fact, reset and relieve that pressure? Just mate. Please answer that question for me. Ah, oh, never mind. It's just a neighbor. Hey. <laughs> uh, it's one of my favorite uh, sayings in anime. It's just that really cheeky Yiroshku. <laughs> it's short for Yiroshku which is very formal. I love the informal version. Same as Azaz. As us, they've just got the language because arigato gozaimasu is such a long thing to say just to say thank you. And so the short version is just azaz, essentially cutting out 90% of the word, 95% of the word, really. Azaz. Um, <laughs> <as us. laughs> okay, so T has given his best answer to say my best guess would be just a non pressured walk or daytime date that doesn't escalate. Okay, i I'm not, I'm okay with that if, if, if what? If what? What's the potential red flag? You haven't hit a red flag because you might just be assuming that you're going to do it anyway, but I don't know that and neither does anyone else in this podcast. We can't assume that you know. So your non-pressured walk and just a daytime date that doesn't escalate, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine for you. That's fine for you. But it's not fine for her, is it? So, have you done something else? There is something else. I'll give you a green light on that if you've done something else with it. For her. If you can give me that, then I'll give you a green light for it. Otherwise, you got some work to do. Jay New then come in saying, in quotes, let's start over, end quotes. And then again, in quotes, try this again, end quotes, at T. I'm not sure if you're saying, Jay, that's what T should say to himself or if that's what she he's trying to say to her. You haven't specified. Slayer Official says, T, I recommend to start lead her now. Lately, she's discouraged because you didn't lead her up to the nine mile. I would highly recommend against that. <laughs> that's actually a complete red flag. Uh, nice attempt, Slayer, but no, it's actually the furthest thing. Because your your answer is in complete opposition from T's. T's actually got the right answer based on the fact that he provides something for her. He just he hasn't addressed her in this. He's making the same mistake he made in a couple of podcasts ago. Amar, Amar comes direct. Talk about the situation. Yes sir Amar. Oh shit. Yes sir Amar. Good man. Good man. So Amar comes in with the correct answer to follow on of T's what T was missing. T then comes and saying not sure where the extra key is. Adam, I'm stumped. I did tell her, though, on the day that it wasn't her at all. I was just taking things slow. But you weren't taking things slow, T. You overcooked it. So I don't even know what you're talking about there. You're off off your own rocker. I think you're just getting confused. But Amar has come in with the key right here. So Amar has given the key to what T is missing in his answer, which is when T says, my my best guess would be just a non-pressured walk, a daytime date that doesn't escalate. And what does that really mean in principle? All right. Start back at the beginning with her. If you feel like you made a tremendous mistake, the best thing you can do is start back at the beginning. However, that's all well and good for you. And T should know this lesson because we schooled him on this lesson a couple podcasts ago in the How to Manage Sexual Escalation podcast, I believe, in which that it's not enough just to do that for yourself. It's all well and good for you to rock up on the date, T, and say to her, hey, listen, let's just go for a walk in the park, let's just go for the picnic, let's just go for down to the river or whatever, and then to for you to just not, to don't even attempt to kiss her, don't even attempt to escalate, don't do anything like that. Those are all the correct moves. However, if it lacks the empathy that conveys to her through a direct conversation that this is why I am doing it, then what are you doing to her? You're laying seeds of distrust, laying seeds of inadequacy, laying seeds of self-interpretation. Which she could go, what? Why has he gone so cold on me? Like, why? what well, I thought last time was potentially good. You don't know what she's thinking. Maybe she was happy with last time. Maybe she's thinking, oh, maybe, maybe I didn't want to go as far as, maybe I didn't just want to rush into what we did last time. But I didn't want him to just stop altogether. Why has he stopped altogether? Confusion in her mind, questions, inadequacy, seeds. If you, by you, just doing for you that's all well and good for you but it completely eradicates the uh, consideration for her so Amar says direct talk about the situation just stop just stop that's what I'm talking about you rip that head off that's a head ripping uh, statement right there what does it mean to have the direct talk about the situation if Amar was tuned in right here maybe he'd be able to give us some principles but to allow this podcast just roll on right here what did that direct talk sound like? Hey, listen, Jenna, we need to meet up. Uh, let's go picnic. Let's go park. We'll chill. Okay, we meet there on the chill on the picnic park. Listen, okay, We do talk, you throw her around a little bit, you put her on your shoulders, you run around the park. Just keep things fun to begin with though. we always do. We sit it down and then once we're calmed down, nervous energy is out. Okay, we need to talk about this. Uh, last time, I feel like I made a bit of a mistake. I feel like I kind of overcooked things a little bit. Because, I don't know, I was kind of just feeling the vibe. I got a little bit lost. I just made a mistake, really. And I realized that, actually, the time that we spent breathing probably was the most important thing. And I kind of shortchanged that. We probably should have just spent more time establishing our emotional, sexual connection first. I made a mistake. And so I just wanted to get that out. And that's why I want to start back at the beginning with you. And that's why I feel like it's really important for us to just spend Rest of today, rest of tonight, if you would be so kind, if you would allow me so to just breathe with you. How does that sound? And she'll go, wow, so aware, wow, so compassionate, wow, so empathetic, wow, understands that it's not just one person doing to the other, it's two people in connection and commune learning together. And he's brought me into this, he understands me, he understands how I felt. Now he's been overconsiderate, most likely, to the point of which that actually it would have been. She'll resound saying, "Actually, it would have been okay if you know if we started just slowly." A girl said that we could have just started slowly, but I totally hear what you're saying. So, and then there'll be a pause after. So, and that'll be your key to lead, and then you can lead her into breathing. And uh, again, T, you made the same mistake as last time, Hey, In which that one hour breathing—that was the second red flag. Again, remind me, T. How many sexual connections have you had with her in physical space prior to this? Zero. All of zero. You've only talked on the phone. So what was this? Your first sexual experience. So which means that was your first time kissing. That was your first time being in the bed of her. That's the first time with you taking each other's clothes off. But you only spent an hour breathing. Unless you two are in a blue moon situation which by very definition of the scenario, it's not. It's definitely not. If it was a blue moon scenario, she would have canceled her event with her friend and would have said, I'm going to spend all night with you. So we know it's not a blue moon situation. It might just be a really nice regular moon situation. That's what it sounds like. Do you think one hour is enough? Do you think in order to be able to de-shackle, to destroy, delete, your concept of self and her concept of self and to come together and know each other and to establish a fully formed emotional sexual connection first, which sees that infinite cloud state is reached. For those of you that don't know what infinite cloud state is, the letting go of oneself and herself. I discussed this in again the Secret to Amazing Dates podcast. Did I? Or is that this, or is that the day threes? It's one of the two. Anyways, is one hour enough for that? For most people, no. Most people not. Most people not. Now, let's see. Let's get the replay for T. What would have been best case scenario, T? If you could rerun the situation, T, what would have been the best? Now that you know, because remember, we don't like, I never, I'm not about reverse engineering bullshit. I don't reverse engineer mistakes that were a product of a mistake. So we always go in the mind of, let's just not make the mistake next time. So if we could do this again next time, what would we do differently? Considering that it's your first time in a sexual space together, physical space together, and you have a time limit, you know that it's only, it's got to end around 5 30, 6 o'clock. So, what would you do next time, my friend? Finish that up, and I'll finish this question up, and then we'll get to the next super chats, okay? Because there are super, other super chats to get to. Ooh, yes, sir. T then comes and saying, hmm, hmm, still lots to learn here. Yeah, my man, that's good. Still lots to learn. Slayer official then came and saying, oh yeah, sorry, I forgot that tease report building combined of escalation will really kill it. It's all right, Slayer. That's right. I like that you're willing to give your best guess and it's totally fine for you to be wrong. I'd much rather you be wrong and then learn because it's a result of you being wrong than the rest of the people who stay in here who don't have the courage to even put out an answer. So I respect you for having the courage to put out an answer. Respect RP point right there. Respect point there. Uh, T comes in next time, would have organized for much longer breathing time. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa. He then says, thanks for the deep dive. What do you mean by organized for much longer breathing time? What does that mean, T? Please explain. I'm not letting you off the hook of that. That's way too aloof. That's way too aloof. What do you mean by "organized for much longer time"? The question was, what would you do differently next time to avoid this mistake altogether to make sure this mistake doesn't happen? Because what was the mistake? He overcooked it in a short time frame. So the answer should be specifically very easy. Okay, to keep this podcast rolling because there's other super chats to get to. We've gone very deep on this anyway. Uh, basically, the way that all right, hold up, he's coming now. He says like during the day would have not stoked the flame and just breathed for longer. Ah, good. 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 When you said organized for much longer breathing time, that, that sounded very strange. But 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 absolutely the key here is that the way to to make sure this mistake never happens again is honor the experience for its actual nature. Right? The actual nature of the experience he had with this was that it was the first time for both of them together. So emotional sexual connection should be at the forefront. That should be primary. And physical stimulation can't, would never even be that great, never could be that great until emotional comes first. So put the emotional first and make sure that she understands that you value that highly and that sets the frame. And when that frame set, both people can let go of themselves and in which case physical state, physical jelly state, physiologically can be unlocked. And so the sexuality of the physicals can be far more fulfilling and far more enlightening than if you were to try and shortchange that emotional connection. And how do we do this? Yeah, if he had just, instead of breathing for one hour and then spend the last half an hour heavy makeouts, taking clothes off, etc., if he had just rode that out, spend the next half of it, just keep breathing. Keep breathing with her. Because it's your first experience. It's like if you can't even show a woman that you can't spend, let alone an hour and a half, but a whole, like that's nothing. You need a whole night you need a whole night for some women, several nights in which that you can just show her I'm devoid from physical stimulation here. It's enough for me to just get to know who you really are, which comes through breathing and alignment of heart and sync rate, breathing and heart sync rate. So it's enough of that for there. Okay. Amar then came in saying, what if he did the one punch man theory on the first kiss on the couch and decided how far to go? So what Amar means there is that what if he had just kissed her on the couch but then stopped her right there? Very good, Amar. That would be One Punch Man theory because what T did was the opposite of One Punch Man theory. Uh, what T did was he made a big moment big. It's the first time on the couch together, first time watching a movie together. He did the kiss and then they, he took her to the bedroom. But so that was a one punch that was the opposite of one punch man theory but he then did follow a principle of one punch man theory in doing the complete opposite which was breathing for an hour which is what corrects for that So in an ideal world in an ideal world the kiss would have had... the kiss still was fine to happen on the couch that's fine but it should not have been a heavy makeout and when he did go into the bedroom that Breathing, that's all fine. That's still in alignment with One Punch Man theory. But the only issue is that One Punch Man theory was broken when really heavy romance started to come in. It's their first experience to get. It's unnecessary. Short changes emotional connection. So, yeah. I just like that you brought that vibe and uh, that different angle of thinking in, Uh, Amar. Okay, and then Jay had then resounded, saying directly talked to her from the beginning, decide how it got to go. Yep, truth. Okay, so Jay New has the next super chat, and I thank you very much, T, for that super chat. So next question coming in from Jay New, which is a $2 US super chat, I believe. And then Ben Hyland has the next super chat, so we'll get that one after. Yes, Johnny had dropped the $2. So, Johnny's copy and pasting his question for me. Thank you very much, saying... But we should, should we go into interactions assuming she's a woman or a girl, dependent of any egoic attachment to our own progress on the journeys from boys to men, if we are optimizing, that is. So the question is, should we go into interactions assuming she's a girl, woman or a girl? So Jay, have you been here for this entire session? Because I've already answered this question. Johnny, uh, maybe you just weren't paying attention. Maybe you weren't here. I don't know. But for the rest of you in this chat, you should already be able to answer this question for him, and you should be able to tell him exactly. Uh, you should be able to tell him exactly how to fix his mentality and how to practically execute it. In fact, Joe, there's a man in this chat who's no longer, or who was in this chat, who's no longer in this chat who is currently doing the very thing you need to do. Because I answered the question directly. Is Mr. Jose Pablo Fuentes Soles or Soles Fuentes? Sorry if I'm getting your name wrong. It's Jose. Uh, Jose, you must even not, not have been here or you're, you're having a bowl of Cheerios or something. I don't know. But Jose came in earlier saying he's about to go on a date. How can he test to see if she's a woman or a girl? Now, the answer I gave him, Jay, is exactly the same answer to you. Jay's question is slightly different in terms of the phrasing, but it's the same end result, which is that when Jay says, should we go into interactions assuming she's a woman or a girl? What do you think, Jay? What do you think would happen if you assume she's a woman or a girl? Do you think that would lead to less or more clarity of whether she's a woman or a girl with your preconceptions? Answer that for yourself. It's a pretty obvious answer to that one. But, but let's say you do answer that for yourself. And okay, if you don't get that answer, feel free to ask me, but you shouldn't be able to get that. But let's say he does get the correct answer to that. Well, then what's the how to do? What's the fix then? The fix is what I gave to Jose. There's a practical test to give a woman or a boy, sorry, to give a girl or a boy to determine whether they are in fact a man or a woman. So Jay, you must not have been here for this i not this, I'll reiterate it for you here now. But I'm not going to dive deep into it because it's already I've already dropped this in the in the chat, uh, in, I spent quite a bit of time on this actually. In which that you would go out, you go out the moment of date, and you'd establish qualification first, and make sure that there's you're sliding into investment. And then once you get into investment, then you'd bu- you'd bust out my Patent, it should be patented because <laughs> you're not going to hear this from anyone else. This is some Adam shit, which is that I'm going to say to her, listen. I want to see you go up to a random human being and give them some love. And that's it. Hands go up and say, and I'm not going to do anything about it. I'm not going to come in with you. I'm not going to tell you what to say. I just want you to go up to a random human being. I want to see if you've got a random human being and give them some love. All right? That will determine their woman or manhood status or, versely, boy or girlhood status. Okay? I already addressed this in big, though, for Jose. So you must not have been switched on for that. Or even here for that. Jalen comes in saying, Gotcha, I must have skipped off to the loo and missed it. Yeah. Yeah. So we've literally got a man in the field right now. We have a man in the field right now who's currently on a date right now who is doing that exact thing. He even gave me his word in this podcast in the live chat. Jose said, Alright, I'm gonna go do this right now. He's actually gonna go do it. So and by the way, guys, this is what I do with everyone. I do this with absolutely everyone. Any any being I go out on a date with Whether I think she's a girl or a woman, I don't allow my preconceptions to color that. I just test it. Because there are many girls who look like women and many women who look like girls. Many 18-year-old girls that have blown my fucking mind as to their development psychologically and spiritually. (laughs) Many women who have underwhelmed me with their lack of spiritual and psychological development. So we can't assume anything. We just got to test them. And the way that we test is by giving them the give love challenge. Because if they can't do that, Jay, well, then you have your answer. If they can do that, then you have their answer. If they can somewhat do it, then you have an idea of where they are in their progression. Mmm. Mmm. Umeh. Oishi, huh? That is delicious. Kore wa oishi. Okay, so with the next super chat... T. Takumi had then dropped in an Australian $5 super chat with a Shiba Inu, which I don't think it actually is. I think it's actually just a fox, but it's a fox that is humbly bowing his head. He's also kneeling. He's also in a kneeling position. He's got a really fat head with really plump cheeks. Actually, he's got a very plump head and he's doing the most humble little, little head bow. I don't mind that at all. That's a great emoji. I don't mind that one. But what I do mind uh, considerably is that $5 Super Chat tea. So thank you very much. It's the most appreciated. And uh, and so that was addressing T's question before. So let's move to the third Super Chat, which is Ben High. Ben High Super Chat for $3 US comes in saying, how would you currently define your life purpose? <laughs> what a question. What a life question. Okay, then. So I'll knock this out of the park for you immediately. My life purpose is to guide all beings on their journeys of self-cultivation and to liberate all beings into realizing their true nature. And the last word is not required. So uh, that's something that I, I remind myself and wake up with every single morning. So that's why that comes out. I don't even have to think about it. That's years of repetition. And uh, I completely lose myself in it as well. But if you need to know anything more about that, if you have follow-up questions, because that was a super chat, and i like to go deeper on super chats, please uh, ask for further reiteration or further follow-up. But my life purpose is that simple. And I allow it to guide absolutely everything I do, every single day, all day. It's the harness that is placed on the ego from how to harness your ego. That's the harness that rides that beast. Adam is the beast, Ben. The harness is that statement. The purpose. Okay. Uh, while I'm waiting for Ben to possibly offer any further reiteration, I'll go up to any other questions that weren't Super Chats. And I'll say I'll give another, let's say another 10 minutes. Uh, we could do another 10 minutes or so. We've done a lot of q and here. I'll give a chance for 10 minutes, 10 minutes more, if there's any more Super Chats or any more other questions to come in. Uh, and by the way if I have skipped your question it wasn't a super chat question because there's a lot of chat here feel free to to just copy and paste it because I'm trying to scroll but for now Ben High comes in with some follow up, saying beautiful Adam how did you come to your realization of your purpose every day whole day every day going out going out every day waking up every single day knowing that I need to know why Understanding that from a certain stage, roughly around 18 years old, that it's not good enough to just wake up. It's not good enough to to just wander throughout my day aimlessly with no reason, with no purpose. Uh, unacceptable behavior. I realized when I looked at, as an 18-year-old, all of my mentors, both female and male, they all have a purpose. They all have a reason for waking up. When I look at, and those are people that I physically knew. Talk about Paul, talk about Christy. But when I talk about... People that I don't even know. I looked at someone, my greatest mentor, I never even physically met in the real space, uh, Wayne Dyer. Author of Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life. His interpretation of the Dowdy Ching. Still the greatest of all time. Greatest of all time. I've read so many different interpretations of the Dowdy Ching. I've read a new one recently by Will Giles. None of them are, are even close to Wayne's. None of them are even close. And I never even met him. But he was one of my greatest mentors. He had... Woke up every single day with purpose in his life. So what I noticed amongst all my mentors, amongst all the people that I looked at, going back from current day, present day examples, people I have physical contact with, people I don't have physical contact with, looking at 2,000 years ago, looking at people from different backgrounds, different societies, Vikings, samurai, Spartans, uh, civilizations of great contribution to our society. You go back in the annals of history, right? the people who featured in those histories were people that knew why. They knew why they were doing what they were doing. They didn't aimlessly wake up thinking that purpose would happen upon them. No, they happened to purpose. And if you guys go to my channel, I have a short film called Why Do You Wake Up in the Morning? And one of the f- final lines in that short film, it's my favorite bit, goes that, it's. I'm just paraphrasing, it's been a while since I've watched it. It's probably two, three years old now, maybe two years old. He goes that, Well, it's the the I can't remember the exact line, but it's essentially what I just said, which is that purpose doesn't happen to you; you happen to purpose. Purpose doesn't find you; you go out and create purpose. So, how I came about creating my purpose, Ben, to be more specific about it now, is uh, through the journey. Through the journey, my purpose hasn't always verbalized in the way that it came out to the way that it came out to you before. You know, guiding all beings on their journeys of self cultivation and liberating all beings into the, realizing their true nature. That wasn't my purpose when I was 18. But the feeling underneath it is the same, which is a key principle of that short film, Why Do You Wake Up in the Morning? The feeling is always the same. The light, the energy underneath it is the same. But how that light and energy gets directed and gets the vehicle, it gets driven through, whether that's working one-on-one with bootcamp clients or working one-on-one with Skype coaching clients or uh, creating a guided meditation or... Conducting a seminar, doing a four-hour live Q&A, two, three, three, four-hour live Q&A every Monday. Uh, However it happens, just seeing a random old man on the street and saying to him, hey, are you okay? And taking five five minutes out of my day to see if this random human being needs any help. Whatever it's going to be, whatever the vehicle is, it's always driven the fuel to that vehicle or the material that makes that harness is the energy underneath the purpose. The words are just words that speak to the knowing underneath it. The words aren't important. The words could be one of my good mates, Mikel. His purpose in life and reason for waking up is to have fun. That's it. And that's no less honorable than mine because of the light he infuses it with. It'd be different if he just said, my purpose in life is to have fun and he just fucks off and doesn't help or serve anyone. But his way of having fun is extremely purposefully serving and fulfilling to other people. It offers a lot to a lot of people. So don't be so concerned in your life purpose in terms of the words. Be concerned of what they do, what you do with it, why you even do it. If you need any more reiteration from that, I'm happy to explain a little bit more. But hopefully that offers uh, some illumination. He then comes on to say, I really have yet to come fully into my own purpose purpose but every day I try to come closer to the point where I can clarify a verbalize it, and verbalize it. Part of this has been the beginning of Wayne Dye's iteration. He then goes on to say, of the way on Audible. Don't know what that means. But then he goes on to say, and I just wanted to throw in there, when I first watched your video as to why do you wake up in the morning? Ah, the short film. He says, I truthfully had to go within and say, I don't know and looking at how people go about things in college, I realize more and more that there is little thought as to why people do anything in college except for money or vague musing of interest. Yeah, that's a good point, Ben. There's a way to use educational institutions to develop and to be on a journey of development, but therein lies the key, that they are institutions to be used. The institution should not use you. You should use the institution. I'm fine with people going to uni. People going to TAFE, people going to college, whatever. People being apprentices, people working nine to five office jobs, if they are using them to step to something. But if they are if they're allowing it to use them, it's like, do you run the machine or does the machine run you? Do you consume social media or does social media consume you? Do you use your phone? Do you master your phone? Or does your phone master you? This, it's a very big shift. Very big shift. Very simple. Very difficult shift to make for a lot of people. What are we discussing here? Conscious awareness and control of your life and all things within. So Ben, if you did watch that short film, partway through that short film, I said, and if you don't know why you wake up in the morning right now, that's okay. Start by helping someone else. When in doubt, help someone else. If you don't have a clear verbalization, which is not even that important, but if you don't even have a clear connection to the feeling, which is what is important, help someone else. Because if you can get around other people who do have a clear connection to why they wake up, what their purpose is in life, it seems to help you out. It seems to help you out. They can never give it to you. You can never look to someone else and say, give me a purpose. Give me a reason for being. Give me the light. No one can give you the light, no one can force you to see, but if you're around other people who already know how to see, you learn how they learn, you see how they see, you do as they do, and maybe in some time, you'll learn to see for yourself and do for yourself. If I was never exposed to the mentors I was exposed to and never exposed to the minds like uh, Wayne Dyer, Eckhart Tolle, Paulo Coelho... Uh, spartan philosophy, samurai philosophy, particularly Miyamoto Musashi, uh, Musashi Musashi-sama, or even um, Yamamoto Sunatomo, the author of the Hagakure. If I was never exposed to these types of minds and philosophies, it probably would have taken me a lot longer, particularly not exposed to physical. Physical. I, I, I was around from 18, it was when I was 18 that I started to wake up, the way that I woke up was because I was around people who were already awake. When I got around Paul, my first spiritual mentor, I did an entire podcast with have on Internal Energy Podcast. You can go search this, like episode three, I think. Uh, him and his partner, Juliet. Uh, Paul was a huge instigator for me waking up. Now, Paul didn't wake me up. I can only wake up myself. Paul helped me to grow up, but my waking up had to come as a result of me instigating that myself but if I didn't have access to Paul and didn't get to see what it was like to be awake how would I ever wake up the machine is heavy the drugs and the sedative that the machine of society places upon us is extremely heavy It's an intoxicating uh, aroma and an intoxicating effect on us it's very hard to wake up but once you do wake up now's the journey of growing up and the more that you can spend around time around people who are awake and who have grown up themselves, the faster you grow up and the easier it is to stay awake. Although I will say this, once you have woken up, there is no going back. You can certainly regress in terms of your growth, but once you know, you know. Once you know that you are, that you aren't a product of the machine, but you are the machine itself, you can never unsee that. It's one of the most beautiful things, and it's when it's one of the best things about dreaming. Actually, Ben, Ben, have you ever experienced your own death in a dream? Put that in the chat. Ben, here's a really good question for you, since this is a super chat. What do you think dreams are? What's your best guess so far? What's your best? Your best conception, and for the rest of you in this chat, feel free to put your own ideas in as well. This is a group sesh as well, but directed towards Ben because it's a super chat. What do you think dreams are? Now, I don't need an essay. Just give me your paragraph. Try and condense it into your core understanding at this stage of what you think dreams are. When you go to sleep and you go into what we call dreaming, what do you think's happening there? Take your time with that but try and make it concise. Think about it, but make it concise. Be as clear as you can. Ben had then gone on to say he's been challenging himself in his areas of life. Wait, hold on. Yes. So he's been challenging himself in areas of life he's been struggling with the most and have been growing immensely. That's it, man. That's it. And Ben's in the World Bowl private Facebook group and I can see that, man. I can see that. It's awesome to see. So while I'm waiting for Ben... To I'm just giving Ben a little more time to offer his thoughts on dreaming Amar had also asked a follow up question saying quick question Adam what are your thoughts about cold approaching in a city where it's very rare almost to none and outside of social norms okay Amar I will address that after this this is a very deep topic we're going on so I'll don't worry I'll get that if it gets buried in the chat just copy and paste it Slayer official had also said nice that's interesting since we all have one or more people that drag us down, how do you deal with those people? I feel like I recently addressed this, didn't I? Not in this session, but yes, last, yesterday's session. Okay, uh, let me just, that's kind of on this topic, so I'll, I'll address that now, Slayer. To Slayer's question of how do you deal with one or more people that attempt to drag you down, which is this, love, compassion. Let me play something for you, Slayer. And I can play this because this is my own original content, so YouTube can't drag me down for this one. So have a listen. Have a listen to this, Slayer. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Shit, <laughs> gotta take my phone. Phone needs to stay on silent. Okay, here we go. Have a listen to this, Slayer. Into the question of how do you deal with people who are essentially trying to drag you down or are unsupportive. These friends and family that seem to not be very supportive of me waking up and becoming more aware. Have compassion. Have some empathy. Realize that it has very little to do with you. Let's offer a helping hand. If they smack their hand away and go, I don't want it, it's okay. We don't need to smack back. We do not need to smack back. Because then you're only stepping down to back to their level, you're taking off your harness, you're taking off your rein, and you're running wild just as they did. So once you make this decision to wake up and become aware of your own ego, you can never smack back because smacking back takes you back. You need to love back. When you love back, it gives another a chance to love again. So that was from a couple sessions ago. That's why I thought we had recently addressed that. Uh, no, that's, that was from an Eternal Energy podcast on how to harness your ego. Not even on this channel. It was on the Eternal Energy podcast there, in which that if you've got people who are negative and unsupportive, you need to love them right? As the as Lao Tzu once said, as I've been quoting every single session, because it just keeps popping up. To those who are good to me, I am good. To those who are not good to me, I am also good. And thus, all get to become good. Okay, so let's get back on this dream thing here. I asked Ben, because we were talking about the machine. We're talking about waking up from the machine and realizing that you are, in fact, the machine itself. And I talked about the heavy sedative that falls upon the human race as a result of being in the machine. And I asked him, what do you think dreams are? And it's a very deep question, and I'm prepared for this. I've been doing much study in this area. So I'm very interested to see, I asked Ben what's his idea of, of uh, dreaming. And Ben comes in saying, lovely, Adam, you planted many beautiful thoughts in me. Thank you for being you. I appreciate that, Ben. Now, it will remain to be seen how you will grow those seeds. Uh, He then goes on to say, I actually dream very little, but I think that dreams are messages of what could be. But when I do dream, they are intense and usually involve an upcoming race or project. He's a runner. So not an upcoming race of of people, but an upcoming uh, running race or project I'm about to undertake. I've also heard dreams are our true reality and our time awake is the real dream but that I've yet to really fall into that experience. So Ben's final answer there is something you guys might be familiar from with the film Inception with Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, But to beginning, what I'm really interested in what Ben said at the beginning, which is that he feels like he actually dreams very little, but I think that dreams are messages of what could be. So Ben, let me correct something there for you. You dream a lot. You spend a lot of time dreaming. Dreaming. However, what it is, is that you recall very little of it. This is a misnomer in the world of dreaming in which that people who say, yeah, I actually don't dream very much. I actually don't dream very much. What they're actually saying is that they don't recall a lot of their dreams. In order to develop your ability to... Now, hang on. Why would you want to recall your dreams, Ben? Why would we want to recall our dreams? I was about to give you an answer there, but it's a, it's a better better asked as a question. Why why is why am I assuming that you would even want to recall your dreams? Interesting. Uh, Jay New comes in saying, "Dreaming is when only the program that is you in quotes is running, and it is trying to interpret the world you are in and experience day to day." Guess I could say I am the dream itself in that way. Interesting interpretation by Jay. He says he spends most of his time lucid dreaming, though, so that's my personal experience. Guess I could say I am the dream- Oh, sorry, I missed that part. He says he spends most of his time lucid dreaming, though, so uh, that's my personal experience. Slayer comes in saying that's a, that's really a paradigm shifter, Adam. No worries, no worries, Slayer. I think for me, he goes on to say, I think for me, dream is our very own universe... That we can limitlessly manipulate if mastered, like lucid dreaming, etc. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Ben High coming in saying, you know that makes much more sense. But the recall in your dreams can be a way to experience or learn things from our astral body experience in the dream state. Alright, Ben's hit the key word I was looking for that no one else had hit. He hit the word learn. So I don't think anyone else had said learn. No so or giving me that impression anyway so he then goes on to say when I put my mind to rest in that peace I wake up a better clear state of mind ahead in the morning than if I fall asleep roughly I have things in my mind okay but anyways to what he said there is he thinks that recalling your dreams is the best way or be a way could be a way to experience or learn things that our astral body experienced in the dream state so there's a couple questions I want to ask you guys here what is the dream state why, why do we call it dreaming? What differs dream state dream state and dreaming from reality from real world what separates this reality from the dream world is or dream state is dream state any less real than this one if so how so these are questions that i'm just asking you guys and you need to think about what what makes the clear definition between what i'm experiencing right now in this moment and why would i say that this is any more real than what i experience for Uh, when I put myself to bed for eight to nine hours. Eight to nine hours in this world. Eight to nine hours in this world. But time is relative, isn't it? Apparently, as the physicists say in this world, that time is relative. So I think that's probably what most people would say logically, is that the reason why this reality feels more real, more real, is because of the time we experience within it. And that I only spend or recall spending maybe... 10 15 minutes worth in the dream, maybe an hour's worth in the dream state but I get to feel a good if I want to stay up. I can almost force my body to never go to sleep. I can I can force my body to you know at some point my mechanics are gonna break down but I could force myself to stay awake for a week or two weeks whatever the record is I think it's like a week and a bit, 12 weeks, 12 12 days or something like that. But for most people they spend about 16 hours awake. Right? And then they spend 18 and eight hours of sleep. And within that, they only recall a certain amount from the dream state. So that's why it's just purely based on mass of time accumulated that in this reality, I spend more time here. So this is more real. But time is relative. What else? What do you notice about time in dream state, guys? Do things happen faster or slower in dream state? Faster much faster. The programs load much faster in dream state. Your processing power is unfathomable in dream state. So while what's relative to this reality, to that one may seem like you spend very little time in dream state, is it that you spent very little time in dream state or that you were moving at such a pace and processing at such a pace in dream state in which that Compared to this reality, it seems like a very short time. So we get confused with our number one underpinning being that this is the real reality purely because we spend more time here. But what if it's that, just the concept of time itself being relative to how we experience this world in which that the program of this world loads at a much slower pace. The processing power in this world is much slower. In this world, I can't fly. In this world, I can't run across water. But in the other one, I can. Computational power, processing power, abilities, limitations, capabilities, capacity to interact with that reality, it's exponentially greater than what's available here. So here's the next question. That if you can now at least begin to entertain the idea that at least start to underpin the idea that maybe my conception of this reality being real, and if it's based on physical time spent, is actually maybe I spend more time, time, maybe I actually spend more time in that world, but it just feels like less, because this time moves much slower, relatively, this program loads much slower. If you can just entertain that, that will get you started on a really nice, Thought line of learning, which is why I brought up with Ben. This is an interesting concept to, to understand in which that, how many of you use the dream state, if you want to call it that, to learn? How many of you go to bed and put your head on the bed saying that, okay, this is what I would like to focus on tonight? This is what I would like to learn tonight. These are the key factors that based on my processing in this reality – I would like to process at a much faster, much more intense, much more enlightening way in this reality now. How many of you bring conscious intention to the dream state? If you don't, it seems like a bit of a waste. It seems like a bit of a waste because what did we say before? Programs load way faster, computational processing way faster, uh, physical capabilities beyond imagination in this reality but at all our access to us in this other state of reality if we have access to all of those capabilities why wouldn't i use them why wouldn't i bring in conscious intention into them now i'm not talking about lucid dreaming i'm not talking about being consciously awake within that reality we can talk about that a little bit later if you want that's not what i I don't want to mix lucid lucidity into it right now I'm still talking about just regular dream state in which that you're not consciously aware that you're actually in that reality, but just the fact of bringing an intention into it, that I would actually learn something within it. Every single night before I go to bed, once I do my mental check-in of the day and I review the day, review of what I'm most proud of, review of what I most need to work on, set up what the plan is for next day in this reality, I then switch my mindset to now what do I need to focus on in this reality. Because I've got an opportunity. I've got an opportunity to access capabilities not available in this one. So I often set three keys that I want to work on for the next eight hours when I go to sleep and access a different reality. Last night, what were the three keys that I worked on? I want to work on uh, positive and comforting interactions with feminine beings and sexual development with women who have particularly comprehensive hurt lockers. Last night, I was really focused on working on social dynamics. What was one of the dreams that I had last night? Recall, Ben. Last night, I was in a American mall. There was a particular, I was in a lot of places, but I was in an American mall where it was a little bit low lit. I can see it literally right now. Uh, there was like a big furniture store. There was a couple of boba shops, uh, a couple around, just like a typical American mall, but a little bit low lit. Not that many people around. It was kind of early morning at the time. And a girl that I had met in a clothing store there. I had taken her on an instant date to this couch where there was this boba. And I was sitting next to her on the couch and I went, I leant over to kiss her. Next, a woman came from around the corner and it was a woman that I had already met somewhere before. I don't know where I'd met her, but I already had a connection with her. And she saw me kissing this other girl. And naturally, my natural response, without even saying anything, was to just offer my hand, I was sitting down at the time, to pull her in and I pulled her in and I stood up as she came in and I kissed her and then once that was done to my left a different girl came in who I knew somehow but I knew that we had done work together that she had been she had a lot of internal abuse part of the comprehensive her look I meant before that there was some abuse there was that knowing between us that I know this girl on a much deeper level than the other two and so I brought her in and I kissed her now these weren't heavy makeouts these weren't there wasn't any physical groping or anything like this it was just a short connection of lips all the other girls have seen the progression they've all the first girl that I kissed saw me kiss the other girl it was literally right there those two girls saw me kiss this girl I then sat down back on the couch and then, so we're all on the same level now. The two girls come down to their knees. There's a girl uh, who's next to me on the couch and we're all on the same level and we all just come in together and we all just kiss. So it was a four-way kiss. But it was just, it's, I'm not saying kissing. It wasn't a make-out session. It was just a connection of lip, 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 lip together. I, that previous night said that I want to, what was my intention for the night? I wanted to work on uh, positive, comforting, trust-building interactions with the feminine energy to improve my social dynamics in that area and to also work on that with someone who has uh, a comprehensive hurt locker, with a hurt locker of some kind, someone that has a little bit of abuse in their in their past history. And so that very night, now while I spent a lot of time dreaming, I don't recall all my dreams, I don't recall hours and hours and hours of time spent from this reality and that reality. But I, ov- I often recall the absolute highlights and it's always the dreams that align with the intention I went in that night with. So it's the reason why I went into this with you, Ben, is because uh, we talked. you dropped a super chat. I wanted to take you a little bit deeper in terms of, we're talking, we started with purpose, but also you also said that earlier in this chat, you want to learn as much as you can. And it just seems like a waste to me that I would close my eyes for eight hours in this reality and not use and not take advantage of the computational exponential upgrade in processing power, physical capabilities, ability to try to tra- traverse time and space in the in an instant compared in this reality, and to directly intend to learn something within it. And then now come back into this reality. And this is what I, this is the final point I'll wrap up with here, Ben. How is that experience I had with those three girls last night any different to what I do in this reality? It felt just as real. I felt the exact same nerves, the exact same anxiety. I recall every single moment of it. I can see their eyes, I can see their faces. I breathe that moment as I breathe in this moment. I have those lessons imprinted within my subconscious mind and now my conscious mind because I'm now working on them and reviewing them in this reality so if you were to literally if we were to literally go out tonight and I found myself in a, in a bar or a club with you and the same opportunity somehow presented itself I would have felt like that I've done this before because I have because in my mind there is no separation between what I did in the dream and what I did here as long as there is there a conscious intention behind it. Now, that's not to say that if I go and fly in my dream, that that means I can now go and fly in this dream, in this reality. However, when I do fly in the dream state and I recall it and say for something I was working on, so it means that I'm really consciously focusing on it, and then I come back into here, in the dreams that I've flown, that I've died, that I've gone to physical communications with, that I've learned something intentionally, anything that, has a real physical sense to it. I always wake up the next morning a little bit changed, a little bit different. Yesterday, just to wrap, no, I will wrap it up on this. Yesterday I was walking around the park. There was just around the oval. There was big gusting winds. And the reason why I bring this up, Ben, is because of what you said in one of the World Bowl videos. You said that, you said something about coming across a deer, a doe and her fawn, something like that. And how you just lost yourself in nature while on a run and felt like you were like one with them. Ben had mentioned this in the World Bowl Facebook group. I was out on the oval the other day, uh, just yesterday, and the winds were swirling. And on my oval around the park next to me, there's these little finches that grow, that they're tiny little birds that fly at outrageous speeds and can turn. and are so agile, but they fly like like half a foot off the ground. It's like you can't even believe how close they are to the ground while they're flying at such tremendous speed. And while the winds were swirling around me, there was about 10 of these finches just all around me. Just, and I was just like, and I just put out my hands. I put out my hands like as if I was flying. And it's like I've, I've had many dreams where I've flown before. And like I've, I've, I know what it's like to be them. It's like there's somewhere stored away in my mind from when I dreamt to fly with those birds that I kind of understand well, I don't have a tremendous understanding, because I haven't spent a lot of time there, I certainly have flown in this reality, it's like somewhere within me, there's something stored away from what I experienced when I was in a different reality when I was flying. It doesn't mean I can fly now, but I, I took something away from it that helps me to understand those birds a little better. In the same way that if I go to interact with human beings in my outer in reality, I take away something from that that changes me in this reality. And you, you have to take advantage of it, though. It doesn't happen on its own. You have to consciously intend for this to happen. Anyways, just something for you, uh, for you to consider as you're on your journey of development. And I thank you very much for your uh, super chat. So, let me just recap, see what some of you guys were saying about this in the chat. I know I've never really discussed this shit before. Hopefully, some of you understood what I was saying. If it makes no sense, that's also fine. That's <laughs> fine as well. So,. Jay New had come in saying, physically, the way that our brain brains function and the way our neurons fire, psychologically, the lack of external stimuli mean we can only recycle and recombine past experiences. Slayer official comes in saying, don't give me existential crisis this time, Adam. <laughs> this is an ex- existential awakening, not a crisis. This is an existential awakening, my friend. By the way, Slayer, what's your first name? You have a very frightening DP, but if you're going to be up in these chats, give me your first name and what country you're from since you've been here this entire session. I'd like to know know the people who are in here. First name and country. Uh, Ben High then comes in. Ben High then came in saying, Adam, why do you think the feeling of falling wakes one up? Just like Inception played on. I haven't done a lot of research in that area, but I think it's got to do with your equilibrium. From the best that I've read on that, I could be completely wrong on that. That's definitely not my expertise in this area. Uh, but the feeling of falling is, has something to, for some reason, I have, when when I was really diving into this when I was about 19 or 20, when I did a lot of astral projection work, something to do with the equilibrium. And that's what allows you to fall to wake up when falling. Hmm. Interesting though, uh, when you fall enough in dreams, it doesn't wake you up. I've had a couple of death dreams where I've been falling and it doesn't wake me up. Interesting. Anyways, moving on from that. Uh, Sean Jackson's uh, Sean Jackson's up in here saying, Hello, Adam. Dream, dream state for me is a mix of multiple realities mixed together. Hmm. Interesting. Thank you, Sean. Good to have you. Jay New came in saying, Spiritually, dream state is pure reflection and creativity. You are a reality rather than separate from it. Ego. Interesting. Slayer comes in saying, From how to get laid going to multiverse and secrets of the universe. <laughs> Not that I've ever made a topic saying how to get laid. In fact, it's the opposite. It's how to connect. That's what we're about here, my man. How to connect. Remember, physical sexual connection is secondary to me, emotional sexual connection is primary. Sean Jackson coming in saying, I never even thought of concentrating on conscious intentions before sleeping. Mind blowing. Yeah, it was mind blowing to me as well, Sean. Uh, it's just something that I realized. Uh, one particular, or maybe if you guys want to know the first time I realized that you could actually. Consciously learn things from the dream state. i I can go into that story. It's a bit of a long, it's a it's a great dream. I can still remember it to this time, but uh it's a long one. So I'll keep reading your stuff out. If you want to know about that, just let me know. Teeth and Tuck me coming saying, Wow, this is really interesting. Thank you too. Ben High coming and saying, You're on a sky high level out of and I don't think you've ended up high. No, I've, I've never even had marijuana, I've never even had it. I'm open to it, but it's just not not crossed my path yet considering how it's deathly illegal here in Australia. Uh, He then goes on to say, yeah, so you're on a high, sky high level, Adam. I've actually found it hard to use my imagination because in high school, I really neglected it, but I'm kind of rekindling it now and it's starting to feel good again. Yeah. He then goes on to say, yep, ever since I let go of my fear, if natural being, I've been able to pick up bees. Okay. Oh, fear of natural beings. When he's let go of his fear of natural beings, He's been able to pick up bees as well, just interact with them. Yes, so true. So true. Bees are harmless if you are harmless. Bees read your energy. They understand what wavelength you're operating on. You can. It's like you see the people that get covered in bees, but they're always absolute harmony. And the bees are absolute harmony with them. I've noticed this outside. We've got a lot of bees outside as well. Bees are like little receptors, man. They know what's up. They know what's up. The whole, the whole natural environment depends upon them as well. Uh, Slayer comes in saying that his name is Paolo and he's from the Philippines. Well, thank you very much for that, Paolo. Good to have you here. And uh, shout out to the Philippines. I've not been there myself, but have dated many women from there. And one of my best mates, Roy, has spent a lot of time in the Philippines. Filipino girls are most interesting. Very feisty. Good dancers as well. Sean Jay then comes in saying, I'd never even... Th- Wait, no. That was from before. Amar comes in with a copy and paste quick question saying Adam what are your thoughts about coal? Oh, hang, on, hang on a second I'll guess about that because Ben High has just dropped a $10 US super chat donation with a pair man who is effectively a super pair he's a super pair he's a super pair flying through the sky uh, that is most appreciated Ben and again that just goes back to supporting this channel you're a regular supporter you're always here to learn and it's, uh, it's humbling to me. So thank you very much. And, say uh, which simply means, thank you for taking care of me. Yoroshiku. Okay. Uh, ben, also, just to the point of what you, when you were saying before that, you don't recall a lot of your dreams. Most people don't recall a lot of their dreams because they don't understand that their dreams are recallable. When you, go in with intention to recall, intention to learn, all of a sudden, you'll find very quickly. It's what I want you to do, Ben, since you dropped that $10 chat. It's treat you like we're in a coaching session here. It's what I want you to do. Get a notepad and pen, put it next to your bed tonight or your next time you go to sleep. Before you go to sleep, write down three things you want to work on This when you go into your dream state. Okay. The next morning, or if you wake up in the middle of the night, with the discipline, force yourself, if there's anything about whatever your dreams are, whatever they're about, don't even attempt to analyze them. Just write down what happened, right? If you do this for anywhere, if you don't recall many of your dreams, you probably might need two weeks of training at least on this. But what you'll find is that the more you go in with intention of the night and then recall, like jotting down, first thing in the morning, jot down anything you get, what you'll find is that day after day, night after night, you start to recall more and more, learn more and more, to the point where you're you're almost spending more time relatively, or at least equal time relatively in dream state than this reality. Where your dreams feel so long and so intense that they are of equal nature to this reality. If you if you do this journaling process, that's that's what starts to happen. Your inability to when people say I don't dream much, that all they're saying is that they just they they don't have the conscious focus on recalling. It's a skill you can develop though. So, thank you very much, Ben. Hus. Now, enough talk. Let's fight. <laughs> <Shushabui>. <laughs> none of you have dropped that movie reference in yet, which means none of you know it. And the one guy that I know knows that reference isn't in this chat right now. Shout out to Ludicola. He would know that that reference. But enough talk. Let's fight. Shushabui. Okay, so... Ben High then said, much peace, love, enjoy, Adam. I have some intentions to place before I lay my head in after the session. I'd love to hear your dream story too, Adam. Okay, so Okay. I'll do a couple more wrap-up fire rapid fire questions because there was a there was one about cold approach, and then I'll tie in the first dream I ever had that made me realize you can actually learn from your dreams. Since we'll just we'll finish the session on that. This might be a bit of a gear shift. But when Amar, Amar, I did promise Amar I would answer this question. So Amar said, Adam, what are your thoughts about cold approaching in a city where it's very rare, almost to none, outside of social norms, how would approach it differently? Also, because Ben dropped that $10 super chat, we'll definitely, I'll trade that as an as the final. That'll be the final one. So to Amar's question, just because Ben, please, please help out. Please understand uh, for Amar. Have some understanding for Amar. Uh, it's a very quick question. I'll nail it out of the park. He's, just, he's essentially saying, cold approach is a city where it's very rare to non asside of social norm, how do you approach it differently? Uh, Amar, that unless you're living in New York, Melbourne, uh, London and maybe Berlin. Maybe. It's like the top, the top three cities in the world for cold approach are Melbourne, New York, London, and possibly Berlin. Those are really the top four. If you're not living in one of those cities, cold approach, oh, and Toronto. Toronto, sorry, I forgot Toronto there. But Toronto's almost New York. They're so damn close. Uh, but those, those. if you're not in those cities, cold approach is going to be outside of the social norm. I mean, even within those cities, it's still not socially normal, even in New York, Melbourne, London, or Toronto, to be meeting people cold. It's still not normal, but it's more normal if you're in that community there. But for the most part, most cities, it's not normal for anyone. So the approach is not different. The approach is this, focus on your 50. The approach is this, journey from boyhood to manhood psychology, develop, build your bridge. Your 50 is your 50. you got to get these lessons in somehow, whether it's going to be in the day or night. Now, I'll finish this on the micro point, because we've got to get to a super chat, which is, if you're living in a city that lacks turnover rate, Remember, small or big city is defined by turnover. What is turnover? How many new women and men, people, are coming in and out on a daily, weekly basis How many versus how many live there and stay there their entire lives. A small city can have a very large live-in population, but a very high turnover. Amsterdam is the perfect example. Very small compared to say somewhere like New York or London in terms of their live-in population, but the turnover is tremendous. Right? Uh, Adelaide has actually a pretty decent sized population, 1.6 million or 1.3 million, but no turnover. No turnover. Live-in population, stays here, lives there their entire lives, no turnover. So that's not good at logistics for meeting people in the day. Because you're just gonna get you will get the stigma if you've only got one mole or a couple moles. And you're going to be going out on 38 challenges or meeting anywhere between five to 10 people a day, five to seven days of the week across a good part of a year in your early development. Going out and doing all that in the day is not savvy if you're going to live in that city that has low turnover. So utilize the night. Going out at night and doing cold approach at night will always be socially acceptable no matter what. So you, And you can always do rampage and you can always meet hundreds of people a night. No one's going to bat an bad night. That's why people go out. So utilize your environment to the best and uh that's it but there's no difference whether it's social cold approach is not socially acceptable anywhere it's just in five particular major cities it's somewhat more normal for the people who do it there and the women who have been approached by them okay uh slayer had then come over a rapid fire question i'll do this real quick saying what do you value out of natural game or or a technical one, I don't value game at all my friend, uh, you must be very new to this channel in which that the idea of game and pickup, uh, those are concepts I encourage my clients and followers to do away with and to focus on becoming excellent, sup- supreme beings of absolute excellence, to becoming fully developed men, in which that the concept of having to use a game to attract a woman is a non-point, you leave that behind and in which that through the presence of your own excellence, you attract a woman. Through the presence of your own excellent social dynamics, you attract a woman. Now, if I was to then do away with your terms of game and just say, is it better to be more natural or more technical? Well, then obviously natural. You will have to, at certain stages of your development, learn technical social dynamics, but it's always within the mind of the end game of life of becoming a fully integrated social dynamic being. Okay. Jay came in saying, which means well done. I bid you a good night on that brilliant note about dreams. Thank you very much, Jay. Thank you for your presence. Much appreciated. Ben High then comes in saying, uh, yes, so he dropped that $10 super chat because he would love to hear the story, the first dream story. Well, the first dream that led to me realizing you could actually use dreams to learn I'll get to that. I'll do that. But he then goes on to say, I'm considering dreaming of allowing myself to dream and seeing what kind of dreamception I can imagine. That's a good one. I haven't thought about that. That's an interesting one as well. I'll be interested to hear how that goes, how that works out. So, yeah, I did mention before that. I'm out of water, guys. Good thing this will be the last question. So, Ben, this is it for guys listen. there was a dream I had this is the first dream where I realized you can actually learn from these dreams and this is uh, it just it blew it fucking blew my mind it blew me away and that this dream state isn't what I think it is it's not a when I go to sleep at night it's not my, my mechanics rest the purpose of sleep physically for the human biological organism is to rest to rebuild broken down cells to uh, reintegrate all the very different, various different amino acids to make sure we rebuild. And also neurally, neurally as well. That's the purpose there. Uh, but there's something deeper going on. So there's like something else going on in which that maybe this isn't even the primary reality. Maybe that what we call dream state, if not, maybe they're not even, a, there, is, there should be no distinction between primary or secondary realities, that they're just different. That maybe even difference, not the right word. Maybe we don't have the right language for them to be able to describe them. Maybe language itself is only a barrier. Anyways, moving those to the side. What I realized, is the first time I realized that actually I can put an intent into a dream and learn from it and then take it into this next reality is that there was this dream in which I know, I know that night I had just come off a uh, a date with a woman and I was, I uh, can actually, I wouldn't use that name. Now, I won't mention that part. I'll save it with that. But she, it was, it was a woman that we had a great time with, but I realized I didn't want to see her anymore. And uh, so I left her on a high note with her. We had a little sexual exploration, uh, but she showed me that she had a lot of blocks internally, and I realized this was not a good idea to continue moving this forward with her, sexually at least anyway. So I cut the sexual connection early in the night. Like we'd make our a lot of physical rub down together, but that was about it, and we didn't go to penetration. I dropped her home, went back that night, and when I went to the dream that night, when dream state at this time, I didn't really know that you could say something in this reality, focus on it, and then go do it in the next one and learn from it in the next one. All I knew is that it's like how could how could I have helped this woman better? It's like when I when I dropped her home that night. And I was driving home. I'm like, I checked my 50 first always. And I go, did I do any? Was there any reason why she felt blocked because of me? And I'm like, no, I was super loose. I'm super loose. There was nothing. In fact, anything, I was just breathing. I was ma- I was not making the mistake that T had made her in this session. I was, didn't overcook anything. I was moving at her pace perfectly. We spent hours breathing, right? But she just didn't really ever seem to be able to let go. She never fully let go. And so I checked my 50. Was there anything wrong? I'm like, ah, seemed pretty good, actually. So then I go, as I'm going to bed that night, I'm like in bed, literally like this. That's why I went into this position. I can still see it. You know, you're about to go into some shit when you go to bed, and you get under the sheets like this. And for those who are on the podcast, I've crossed my arms and I've like, they're like somewhat tense. It's like I've crossed my arms somewhat tense. Cause it's like, even though I've gone to bed here, I'm not ready to go to sleep. I need to think about this. I need to work on this. It's like, it's like because I saw something within, I saw the light within her, I saw her potential, yet she was not able to access that potential and I just feel like, is there anything I could do to help a woman to access her potential uh, when presented with such blocks and it's like just trying to rack myself about it, not trying to force it, like it's like if the answer ended up being that no, like no, you can't, then that's fine as well but it's like I'm not going to not explore that. So I, I go to bed like this, crossed arms, like, what could I have done to help her unlock herself a little bit better? Because I feel like I did everything, but surely there's something else. And so I fell asleep that night in that crossed arm position. Like, I don't remember going, all right, I'm done. Go to sleep, Adam. No, it's like I literally fell to sleep thinking about how could I improve that interaction with that woman. The next morning when I wake up and when I then go to experience in that dream... I need you to really close your eyes here, Ben, to really think about, it, to really visualize this. I want you to visualize a vast lake. Vast. Like beyond beyond really fathomable nature of like how deep and wide this lake is. But all you know is that it is in fact a lake. It's not the open ocean. It's just a giant lake. And at this point, I'm just at the... I'm just there. I'm just there on the lake, I'm standing on it, I'm not really entirely sure how, I'm not sure if there's not really ground underneath me, but I know that I'm at what would be considered the beginning of this lake, I haven't really gone into it, and what appears in front of me out of the water, as if you would imagine a mermaid coming up out of the water, but she wasn't a mermaid, was just the most intensely beautiful woman I've ever seen. And she has somewhat of a blue-like quality nature to her. Something about her had a blue aura to her. She wasn't like Avatar from Pandora. She wasn't like blue-skinned, but she just felt blue. Like, that's just the, the memory. I can see it. I can still see it, but you're just going to imagine uh, dark, dark, chestnutty brunette hair, kind of white, Caucasian skin, just gigantic eyes, eyes that look like diamonds, and just Physically, everything I would, ever, I would ever dream of in a woman, just the most intensely beautiful woman you'd ever see, comes up out of the water and she's naked, which is important to remember this as well. But she's also huge. And I mean that in scale. Not like the same size as me, but a good five, maybe six times larger than me. Probably like if you look at this room, her shoulders probably hit the ceiling. You know, it's like, she's huge. And she comes up out of the water and she doesn't say anything, but I know that I have to follow her into the lake. But in my mind, I know that I'll drown. I'll know that I'll drown if I go into this lake with her. I don't, I, right, I I can swim, but but I I know that this is not going to work. It's for whatever reason, whatever indication she's given me, you're going to drown if you go and follow her into this. But I, but I just go anyway. I can't just let go into it. I go, I'm okay to drown here. So I take a step into this lake, this giant unfathomable lake, the most intensely beautiful woman in front of me, who's just kind of risen up out of the water. She takes me by the hand and drags me underneath, like deep. And now the camera perspective, the lens perspective of this dream now shifts from my first perspective to now third perspective. So if you imagine that the... Hang on. Oh, just someone outside doing something. I'm not sure what that is. If you imagine that the camera just swings far left, like hundreds of meters left, and now looks at a panorama, kind of like a landscape view, like swings and you can see this woman dragging me by the hand deep down into the water. And I and it's like that's the perspective. It's no longer my perspective and I'm watching myself getting dragged down to the water from really far away. And simultaneously, I'm experiencing it so I can feel myself not able to breathe. It's like I can't breathe and I'm, I'm starting to panic. I'm starting to freak out a bit, yet I can see myself happening at the same time. It's quite strange. I'd like to draw a picture of it actually or potentially even film it. But as I go to run out of breath and I feel like this is it, I'm about to die here, this is over, there's this quietness, absolute calm, It's let go. And all of a sudden, she lets go of me when that happens and we're just there floating in the water, deep underneath this lake. She's there in front of me, I'm there, returns back to first perspective and now I don't need to, I'm not gasping for air anymore, I don't feel like I'm about to asphyxiate, asphyxia. I don't feel like I'm about to drown I'm not panicking. I'm not. Fl- I'm not fluttering anymore, and it's just I'm there in front of her, and I can breathe underwater somehow now, and say. Like, and I was already comfortable swimming, so she turns around and starts to swim at incredible pace, ridiculous pace. And I'm like, I can't swim that fast. Like, there's no way I'm going to be able to follow after her. So I just try my best. I try my best, but then as I rise up to try, because you know, like as a human being, I naturally want to swim at the waters surface i don't want to swim it's going to be harder for me to swim underneath all that water resistance so i go up as she's just jetted off in front of me and i start to try to swim and all of a sudden my ability to swim just goes from whatever would be regular here to just 10x 50x 100x to where now one stroke feels like i traverse hundreds of meters to the point where i come up out of the water I can still see all of this right now in my mind that I can now, I'm now skating on the water after, her. like I'm above the water while doing the swimming motion, but it's so fast that it's almost as if I'm not even in the water as if I'm just above it. Just like just skimming along the water, just at such an incredible pace. And it's freaking me out. Like I'm aware of that. It's happening in the moment that this is ridiculous of what's happening. And, and so she's, and I, and I get up to pace with her. I'm like simultaneously now alongside of her this unfathomably large lake going at hundred, probably in relative to this terms, hundreds of Ks an hour, tra- traveling hundreds of kilometers, right? Just, but at the same time as her now weaving in and out of each other in full dance, in full flight. And we eventually get to the end of the lake. And it basically feels like I was essentially flying on top of water. That's what it felt like. And we get to the bank. A bank finally appears and it's like it's like Australian. Imagine like a ba- an Australian river bank where it's like kind of like dark, muddy, tons of sticks, tons of gum leaves, gum trees, kind of willowy gum trees on the bank. And as I start to slow down, I start to think to myself, no, 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 no. Don't slow down. I start to freak out again. Because like if you freak out, you'll never be able to experience this again. You'll never be able to do this again. And because I started to slow my pace just a little bit, and I started to feel myself sink under the water, it's like, oh no, no, it's like, no, 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 get back to pace, get back to pace. And I started just, I started clinging, clinging to being able to fly on the water with her. And 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 every and any time I slowed down for a second, I started to drown, and I started to feel that heavy pulling back into the lake. Anyways, I eventually get to the end of the bank, and I like throw myself onto the bank. And, and i'm just like i'm at a loss at a loss for what i've just experienced because remember at the time this is all it feels as real as it feels as me speaking into this podcast right now it's like you literally just flew across water you you wouldn't you ever somehow breathe underwater and there's this connection with this woman and everything just felt it was just perfection of masculine and feminine energy that's what's i'm not analyzing that in the moment but that's what's happening. And then as I'm there sitting on the bank just like this absolute, just absolute fish, just, just so out of it, she's there face to me in the water again. and she doesn't say anything to me. There's no English being translated yet yet the way she looks me in the eyes is just that that. She's like, this, this and that. Whatever we just did, the way she looks at me, she's like, that's what you needed to do." With the girl last night, and and I, and I woke up from that, and I was like, "I was like, hang on a second. Did I, did I just, did I just get a lesson from the dream world that now, that was it? Seemed like she was telling me what I need to do in this reality. Like it was there was no. As I thought about it more and more and more, I'm just like that was a direct relation. That was not just some random uh euphoric experience. It's like I went to bed thinking about how can I improve the interaction with that woman, and I got a direct answer. It's like a direct. It doesn't seem like a direct answer, but because there's no English involved in it, but all the feelings and the encapsulation of what she tried to communicate to me was extremely direct. It's like when I got the when the, what what I what I elucid, what I to fast forward the story now for you Ben is that what I took from that was that there was some part of me that was afraid to go a little bit faster with her, that I was almost hurting her ability to let go, uh, to be able to get, move past her internal blocks by, going, by treating her too safely, by being too safe. The entire lesson from that dream and that story was that my going too slow, my apprehension, to go into the water with her caused my drowning. But when I finally let go and allow myself to get at pace and to to go at pace, which that she always had the potential to go at, that's when things came in alignment and came in sync. And so that, that to me was like, okay, so it seems that I can now take lessons from this reality, take the intention into dream state reality and then to go and work on them. Because when I woke up the next morning, I was like, I reviewed my performance from the previous night and I go, maybe I was too safe with her. It's like maybe, because I looked back and I'm going, like, but did you even attempt to go beyond once you felt like breathing had been established for a couple of hours, did you even attempt to to take her to the next stage? It's like, no, you, actually I didn't. I didn't. I was a little apprehended, and maybe my apprehension uh, forced forced her to slow down a little too much. So we both drowned is a very nuanced, very advanced lesson that I'm not going to i not get into the weeds with because it's, there's so many nuances. I haven't even given you the story, the backstory of that story with her. But in that particular example, with her, I reviewed that going, yeah, maybe. I think I drowned because I wasn't willing to go at the pace that she actually was capable of. And that's what was shown to me in the dream state. So that was the first one, first experience that Ben and asked about that allowed me to realize that you can work on it. And uh, it's uh, quite powerful and I've been using it ever since. Ever since now, whenever I come up with either an issue in this reality or not even an issue, but something that I would just like to experience. Like last night, I give you experience from last night where I had that, the kissing of the three different girls and uh, at different stages of development from different experiences and I wanted to work on that last night. So I did. So yeah, really interesting stuff. And what I really appreciate, Ben, is that you're open to wanting to learn about this. I love this stuff. As you can tell, I really enjoy this stuff. Any way that we can improve our ability to learn of this, this, this reality, uh, why not? Why not, right? So thank you for all of your uh, super chat donations. You donated a lot in this chat, and uh, it's been much appreciated. Tia then come in saying Aquaman <laughs> in capitals. I haven't even seen Aquaman. Oh, no, I watched the first Ted seconds and I turned it off. I watched the first 10 seconds of Aquaman where they're in the, the lighthouse room or whatever it is and these weird beings just smash through the windows. I was out at that point. I, I gave up. <laughs> and then Sadaf comes is saying, hey boys, hey boys. Couple x Major Good to have you here, However, we're now wrapped up. We've been going for a solid four hours, I would say. Yes, we have. Yes, we have. So let's just wrap it up here, my friends. What have we discussed? First half of this podcast, how to satisfy a girl versus a woman. We went so deep on all that, unpacked it all. Hope you learned a lot about that. If you are a boy who's underdeveloped, uh, please recognize what you can provide of what someone needs and what they want, what stage of development you're in, the responsibility you have to girls, and the responsibility you have to yourself when you are faced with a woman. All things to consider, worth going back over for sure, and uh, we'll wrap it up right there. I thank you all, any of you that dropped super chats, any of you that were fully engaged, it means the world to me. And I'll see you guys next week for a brand new social Q&A live. Uh, if you're listening to this and post on the podcast, you have further questions, feel free to drop them in the comment box on the YouTube video. I'll come back and answer them. And uh, just before you do, if you haven't already, drop a thumbs up on this video uh, before you leave. It'd be most appreciated. And I'll see you guys real soon. So let's wrap it up here as always. Wishing you guys the absolute best in your journeys whatever that entails, all the pain, all the love, much peace and much joy. Ja. Thank you very much, my friends, for diving into this episode of Social Q&A Live. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you had a great time. And just before you run off, don't forget that guided meditation, Eternal Energy, has now been released, now available at boldojo.com. Dive into who you are and evolve beyond. You can also pick up the ebook, book one on one Skype coaching, all at boldojo.com. Donate anything you wish through the PayPal links or the Boldojo podcast uh, donation link. All of that's tremendously appreciated. And I'd also love your feedback on this session. Whether you want to... Actually, I'd most appreciate your feedback on the actual YouTube videos itself. If you go into YouTube, drop your comments there. That's probably the best way. It really just helps support the channel. And I always... Uh, I actually source the next episodes of Social Q&A from the previous episodes of q and I often just look at the comments and often find really good uh, ideas for topics there. So if you got a suggestion for a future social Q&A that we can kick things off with, just head over to the YouTube channel at The Bowl and uh, drop it down there. Get engaged, subscribe to the channel, support what's going on here. And that would be uh, tremendously appreciated. With that being said, I wish you all the absolute best in your lives. Much peace and much joy.